What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football Bleacher Reports College Football, an NFL Draft podcast. That's going to take some getting used to. You think you could stress that college, college football, football a little bit more? I couldn't hear you yeah. in my head. College football. I'm Matt Miller, lead uh, guy. Ble- I got to change all the intro. I'm Matt Miller from Bleacher Report. And as you hear, Mello's in office, Connor's in office, That's right. Whiskey Dan's in office, Jesse, our boss, is in office. So I'm so nervous. TR, the intro. Tread lightly. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting show. Uh, you might also hear tornado sirens and thunder and folks screaming because uh, it's dark and scary outside. And Connor's watching Sam Darnold, so you might hear folks screaming and getting excited because yes. Connor's watching Sam Darnold play. Yes, we might have a franchise quarterback. Uh, we're having a lot of fun this week, a little Stick to Football Summit live from Joplin, Missouri, and uh, it's going to be good just to get the band back together. We haven't done a Friday show together since Indianapolis. And it, when we did it in Indianapolis, we were all fried by the end of the week, just being there, doing yeah. all the combine stuff, meeting up with all the fans. You guys that were there probably know we were exhausted after that. We were not as so, weird as it seemed. Not as bad this time around. We actually, we've had our rest. I know Connor's put himself up in a suite for the time That's that right, he's here. Right? So yep. He's fully rested. Only yeah. the best while I come out to Joplin. Yeah, I almost dropped what hotel you were in. I was like, yeah, there's that one guy that listens at 2.30 every there's week. There's two choices. To know. <laughs> so <laughs> right. so like, they have yeah, a 50-50 yeah, chance of which finding Which one me. has an available suite? Yeah, and yeah. I'm not at the one that had the meth bust recently. Right, the one so next there door. Go. God, I love Joplin. And we did have Olive Garden for lunch today. These guys from New York. We're so excited to eat Olive Garden for lunch. And TR and I are like, Olive Garden? Like, okay. Yeah. We were I saying, literally had it on Tuesday. And I was just like, yeah. Right, we were like, yeah. we haven't been in over a decade. And you right. guys were like, oh, we went a couple days ago. Yeah, I went here Tuesday night. The waitresses here all know, all know Matt by name. Right. Whatever bar you walk into or wherever you sit down to eat. Yeah. That's so. pretty true. We do hit regular spots. Olive Garden isn't a regular spot, uh, but if they want to sponsor this say, podcast, they to it can one. be a regular yeah. spot. I'll add on another 30 pounds eating pasta every day. I don't care. Hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll take, take one for one. the team. Stick to football is brought to you by Endless Breadsticks. <laughs> for I know our college football fans love carbs. You're hungover? Those, those carbs are money. All right, let's get to the show. We're going to go around the league. We're going to continue our college football top 25 uh, teams now were 15 to 11. Maybe Texas makes it this week. Maybe we're going to do top fives and a bittersweet ending to just the tip this week. We are. We're going to get into more of a college football season with the season going around. We'll still do just the tips. At least I will just send them in the DMs. We're going to go football hard on the podcast now. All football. All, all football. The, all football. But yeah, Melo's DMs are still open. He can still give you that uh, unprofessional life advice. Reddit, Instagram. You're on Snapchat. They Do can... I have to put a disclaimer if it's my Twitter? Maybe I should just don't hire my own lawyer. There you go. Or I am my own lawyer, <laughs> Mellow Esquire. You, I think you have to put the in your bio, like, you know, opinions are my own or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll change that. Yeah, these tweets are my own yeah. because that does something Speaking for of your own opinion, Jalen Ramsey hates everyone except for, like, weird. He likes Tyrod Taylor. It's yes. like the weirdest thing in the world, but... I know it's like NFL related, but I want to bring up the fact that when we had Jalen Ramsey as a draft prospect and some Connor and I were talking about uh, previously is Florida State players have a bad rap. I mean, it's rare for a kid to come out of Florida State and us not be like, yeah, he's got off. Give me one bad example. <laughs> a Florida State player. Yeah. Like Jameis Winston. It's really hard. Okay, you got me. Dalvin Cook, Crifonzo <laughs> Thorpe, Peter Warwick. I mean, I can keep going. And then sometimes it's like Josh Sweat where you have a degenerative knee. And it's like there are other issues. But Jalen Ramsey was considered impeccably clean. And we are now seeing a side of him that we did not see at Florida State. 
Now, we've had him on the show, and we asked him about the rumors that when you were a freshman, you walked into that room, the DB room, and you took over, and he downplayed it. It was like, nah, it's not one that serious. I think now we're, I don't know if this is him turning heel like WWE, uh, be, or if this is how he really feels. Like, is he doing this to rile people up or to take the attention off Blake Bortles? Like, is this strategic? Or is he just kind of crazy? I think it's something you love to see in a corner. A guy that yeah. goes out and he'll just verbally abuse the guy across from him. And it only works if you're more talented. If you can make AJ guy. Green body yes. slam you, you you're well, talking. And as long as you're not being a distraction, you're going after your teammates. I remember when Terrell Owens came into the NFL, he was like the ultimate team player. Everybody loved him. He had yeah. all this talent. He was a small school guy. And then he started to get this hype around him, kind of like we've seen with Jalen Ramsey real quick. Like he's already regarded yeah. as probably the best corner in the game. When it happened with Owens, it escalated quickly. He went from being this great team player guy to being to standing on the star. I'm going to be standing in the star, signing the football after I do it. And then it just exploded. Hopefully Jalen Ramsey can kind of stay in that. I just have some swagger. Our defense is the best defense in the league. And it doesn't become that huge problem that T.O. became. I love, though, that, that, that he called out like Big Ben. You know, like he should have thrown a walking boot joke in there somewhere. And like he should have. Yeah. Or talks about like the weight that he's lost because right. that's going to help. Right. The quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and then calling Matt. Who's the Atlanta's quarterback? He said that <laughs> Matt Ryan. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think from a, a, the perspective of someone who's covered this sport for a long time, it's refreshing to have a guy who will speak his mind because there's nothing worse than you get a guy in an interview and you just get those canned answers. So I kind of liked that he sounded off. But yeah. it is it's funny because this was not the guy we covered coming out of Florida State. And I coach quarterbacks, so you like to see that. You want a guy that's confident, and he's going to make plays on the ball. If he's going to sit back there so scared and just afraid to make mistakes. Like Deion Sanders? Field, a bull. Get out of here with that <laughs> no? noise. No. Another clean Florida State prospect. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, super clean. But you yeah. want a guy that's going to be confident and have that swagger about him to make plays on the ball and not be afraid to do it with the media. He's, I think he's stepping up and being a leader right now. Yeah, and they, they kind of need that. So... Uh, let's transition to a prospect that we all loved in last year's draft, Sam Darnold. Some more than others. Some more than yeah. others. Mello, that was your QB one all through the process. Yeah, for like a year and a half. Yeah, he, dating back to summer. Ended up being mine. Uh, he was not Connor's, but no. he's definitely, he definitely QB one at Connor's yeah, heart. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. now he better be yeah, good. QB one for you. Toss aside the rankings. We're sitting here on a Thursday night. You literally have your phone on a stand yep. watching the Jets game. Yeah, watch ESPN. There you go. It's crushing it. I mean... When it comes down to it, it's pretty clear that the Jets want him to start. I mean, it's that obvious because yeah. they have Josh McCown there, who is the entrenched starter. You have Teddy Bridgewater, who probably is the best of the three right now. I personally think I would, I would agree. If you want to win, yeah. put Teddy if you in. wanted to win this season, you would start Teddy. But Darnold has shown them not just in practice and on the field, but off the field. Jeremy Bates, not an easy guy to impress that he is going to survive out there. He's ready to play. And you know what? With the rookie wage scale, you want to get the most out oh of that investment. Oh, my God. You have five years play him now. quarterback. Do it. Exactly. Play him now. So, he, you know, he's obviously getting the start already in the second preseason game. And when it comes down to it, it's safe money. If you're putting any on rookie quarterback starts, Darnold is the guy that's going to come out of the gate on Monday Night Football Week 1 and be under center. Yeah, and I, I'm going to continue to push this theory until it happens the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should trade for Teddy Bridgewater right a, now. A lot of teams should. Right I now. think the Bucs, I agree with you that the Bucs are the one where he offers the most for them because here's what people are forgetting. Yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick has to play the first couple games. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick has to play the first couple for, games. Forget Done. that. Jameis Winston has not been very good. No, and where, it's, it's fifth-year option time. You can get rid of Jameis and 
Nothing. It cost you nothing. I actually, I had a draft on draft question come through this week to my DMs, and it said, what's going to happen if Ryan Fitzpatrick balls out those four, first four what? games? He, he hasn't has seen him do it before. He has some streaks. I know. Like, will he lose that starting job? That's what he's known for, coming in, playing well, and then just yeah. he doesn't give up the job. He doesn't turn over the ball much. And for the draft side of this, or really the offseason side of this, this comes down to job security where they clean in house. They added a year on on Jason Light Steel, right? And that doesn't mean anything. I want to be clear about that because people are saying, oh, they added, it doesn't mean anything. No. Dirk Cutter is coaching for his life this year. Yeah. So you don't have any loyalty to anyone. Yeah. And I think you were the first person that even, you know, hopped on that train. You're leading it. You said it before. Like if this goes downhill with Jameis, that whole staff, everything, GM down. They're gone. They haven't They're made a good draft for. pick. No, I mean, Gerald McCoy, that was way before them. Right. right? I mean, they haven't done anything. Yeah. And Quan Alexander's Mike Evans best was pick. before them. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Vernon Hargraves hasn't done anything. He's been really rough. I mean, Offensive I like terrible. Yeah. So, they, it's interesting. The Bucks are, we always do, you know, obviously talk about offseason transitions all the time throughout the season. They're the early one for us this year because they're the favorite to really be wiped out in a sense yeah. and that can trickle down to the roster. Being we did on the too. Wednesday show, the upcoming list of GMs. Those guys are probably looking at real estate in Tampa already. Yeah. That's a, a shitty who- day. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> if you like Hooters and strip clubs, Tampa is your spot though. So we've been really rough. Cruises. We've been brutal on the state of Florida. This has not been a good stick to football episode for the state of Florida. Let's go one step further. Let's put the foot on the throat. Nick Saban. And I like, I made fun of it at the top, but we are really transitioning to be a college football show. There's, there's this gap. And, and that was like, I remember when stick to football got greenlit, we were like, we, feel like we can be a draft show year round. And there's a hole for that. There's an opening in the, that ecosystem. There definitely is for college football, especially our type of college football, where, you know, so many of our listeners are 18 to 25 year old guys. They're college. They're in college. They're huge college football fans. Just like we are. So we are going to become hopefully your destination for college football takes, uh, especially the Friday show. We're going to do a ton of picks and previews from a college football perspective, from a scouting perspective, so from a tailgate perspective, from a tailgate when we're perspective, on the road. Yes, so much barbecue. Come I'm make gonna, some money. I'm going to eat Blame so Blame Mello when you have to uh I can't wait for Mello to become a degenerate <laughs> college football gambler. It's going to be fun. But I, I do want to talk about this. Nick Saban. The, I love Nick Saban. And I think he has a bad rap because he's like he's kind of crazy. But I love Nick Saban. He, they said at Alabama, oh, we're going to renovate the stadium. Nick Saban donated a million dollars to the stadium reno. Who does that? The richest guy in Alabama. The rich, he definitely is. He's making like ten million a year. Oh yeah, he's he's earned his money though. He's done so much for that university and donating a million dollars. He's probably gonna see that back. Like it's gonna help the well, future tax write off Alabama. So yeah, I love Nick Saban. I love that he is crazy. Like you said, this is a guy that blamed the media for creating a quarterback controversy. <laughs> right, like dude, right. your quarterbacks are talking to the media about how right. you didn't talk to them. Like. The national championship you won caused this problem. I love that he's sticking around there. I wish this dude would have went to Texas. Oh, my God, yes. Like a couple of years ago when his wife was in Austin shopping, he would have turned that program guy. around My favorite so Nick quick. Saban story ever is that, like, he, I mean, he's not a tall guy, and he's but he's this huge, like, dominant personality. And so one of his tricks is he has a button on his desk. And when you walk into his office, he pushes the button and the door shuts behind you. And it just gives you this like eerie, like, 
I, ho- I hope like it creaks it. and like make noise like the office door here does. Like yeah. you, you hear it shutting and you feel it, and then it vacuum seals. Like, yeah, I mean, the, intimidation. The times he comes to the Senior Bowl, it's like oh, it's like a mob. It's like oh, if the president God. walked in anywhere where well, bigger than that nowadays. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a, unbelievable Maybe not in Alabama to watch the crowd. <laughs> I yeah, think he the, would the, draw a crowd there. Last year, I'll get it away from politics before <laughs> we lose our podcast. <laughs> Last year when we were all at the Senior Bowl, we had John Elway there. Yeah. And Nick Saban. Nick Saban's crowd doubled John Elway. Oh, Elway's. you could walk up and ask Elway whatever you wanted. Right. Yeah. You it was great for people like me. <laughs> and Saban's five six. So yeah. you're like, why is there this bubble <laughs> yeah. around this spot uh-huh. of grass? Yeah. yeah, like did Roger Goodell just show up? Nope. No. It's Nick it's Saban. Nick He's a Saban. god down there. He really is. He should a- be. Can you, that what he did with that Alabama team? They were shit for a long yeah. time. And these kids that are coming up, like the students I teach that are 10 and 11 years old, they don't remember shitty Alabama. They've no. been dominant this whole time like we've never seen before. Just Here's, national championship after national I'm go off the rails right now. Better coach Belichick or Saban. That's what I want people to leave on the iTunes reviews this week. Better head coach Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. It's Belichick for me. <sighs> That's That's tough. That is really tough. And I don't know. I'll tell Here's you why. why I think Saban. Uh, I'm real fast. No, go ahead. Because Saban has to turn his roster over every year. Yes. Belichick has had Tom Brady for 18 years. Yes, but he's also had, and this is partially his fault, some shit drafts. That is his fault. He's <laughs> and, the they, GM. <laughs> and they still still outcoach the entire AFC to the Super Bowl every year. That's true. It's it's a tough spot. I don't know. What's crazy is they were together in Cleveland. Yeah, because Saban can yeah, turn around that roster, and he's maintained it in college football, which is difficult, but... Doing it in the NFL is something we probably, I guess we've kind of seen it with like the Niners. Not this. That wasn't like free agent era and when the draft was like it is now. So I would probably side with the Patriots on this one. Like that's just special. I think they're they're actually just the same guy who wears a mask. They are. I think it's one person. Just you get like a one sentence answer and it doesn't even really answer. I'm I'm reading the Stephen King book and it's, it's called The Outsider and it's about this like Stephen King. So it's weird, but it's like, this murder happens and this guy's in two places at the same time. That's Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. It's like the same guy. They're the same height. Oh yeah. Every, everything the about them. Yeah. They both coach D back. Saban has a little better hair. That's yeah, like better. the only difference in, that I would argue with them. Yeah. All right. Notre Dame. I wanted to bring this up because Connor's a Notre Dame fan. Uh, eh, ish. Barely. Was? Grew up yeah, it was. You're Catholic at no, least, was. right? Well, I, think <laughs> I like, also was. <laughs> Not anymore either. <laughs> at some point, I, I left a lot of things behind. <laughs> your, your bio needs yeah. updated. My bad. At some point in everyone's no, life, the right idea. I think you've rooted for Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, you want to see them succeed a little bit. I don't think I have. I only did because of, fa- like, family rooting interests. Yeah. And... And Brady same with Quinn. being same with being Catholic. Brady Quinn. Uh, once you break off from family, both of those things went away. But <laughs> no, we're we talking about the uniforms. The Shamrock series. And These are the nightmare. ugliest uniforms I've ever seen. A nightmare. They're so have you seen them They're yet? Pinstripes, correct? Yes. Yeah. I, well, I, I plan at Yankee Stadium. Well, I also hate I the Yankees. So it's like the worst possible uniform in the world. It's they disgusting. Just throw, a, throw a Lakers something in there just to just top it off. Yeah, I hate it too. Like I got the alert on my phone today when I was in class and I couldn't look it up, but I, I looked it up tonight. It's terrible. You have pinstripe pants. It's it's bad. You're luck. Notre Dame. Like and I get like oh you have to do something special. You're Notre but Dame. Sometimes though. you don't. You have gold flecks in your helmet. Like some things are iconic and you like Michigan's not going to change their helmet. Alabama's not Forrest Gump wore that helmet. You're not going to change it. Like Texas is not going to change their helmet. Like 
you Notre Dame is a brand. You should never yeah. change. And that. they did. They don't even have the gold tops. It's no. a navy blue helmet I with the Notre Dame logo, and then that, that has pinstripes on it too. I like, it. And, and one of my favorite things about Notre Dame is the tradition. Like yes, when we went right. to Notre Dame USC a couple of years ago, it's like this is one of the best places to watch a football it's, game in the world. Yeah, it's like a cathedral to football. Yes, it's yeah. unbelievable, and this is something to me that just doesn't feel authentic. So. And it's not even like a regional thing. They're not in New York. They're not no. the New York team. Right. But they're trying to cop all the Yankee stuff with the pinstripes. It doesn't even make any sense. Well, like New York doesn't have a college football team. So I guess they're trying to be. I, I mean, know. you're yeah. still a little ways away. Yeah. South Bend yeah. is a flight from Manhattan. I hate all their alternate And churches. a drive. Like, just quit trying to screw this stuff up. Like Notre Dame terrible. or everyone? Notre Dame. Yeah. It's bad. I'm scrolling through here. It's bad. I haven't found one that's good. Like, I hate Ohio State when they change. They do the numbers that I can't read because I'm colorblind. Like they, those numbers need to be white on that jersey, not black. When they go like black on gray, yeah, can't do it. I can't see it. It's awful. I kind of so like them. All right, last question in around the league, and this one is a touchy subject. The stuff that has happened at Maryland, uh, player died. The school claimed responsibility, which I don't think I've ever seen happen. No, for them to just come out and be like, "Yo, yo, it's us. We did it." Trainer gets fired, and now there's a call that DJ Durkin should be fired, the head coach at Maryland. And uh, as we become more college football focused, I think this is, other than the Ohio State situation, this is one of the biggest stories in college football right now. But because of what's happening at Ohio State, I feel like it's not getting much play. I agree with you. Like, a kid died here, and somebody is responsible for it. Yeah. Somebody made him work to the point where he died. And we're not talking about it. This is so much more of a big deal than what's happening at Ohio State. It feels like North Carolina, the 13 kids getting suspended for selling some fucking shoes. Like, no, like, yeah. Yeah. And so here's my 19 year old kid. And I think right. the strength coach might have resigned. I don't even think they fired him. I, I, you might be right, but Which, he's gone. But still, here's my thing like, you're a head coach, you're a CEO. And if something goes bad under your watch, you have to be fired. Like, whether it was Joe Paterno or whether it's Art Bryles, like if something goes bad and you're in charge, like the fish rots from the head, right? You got to cut it off. Like DJ Durkin should be gone. And hey, there should just be a lot. Like the NCAA cares so much about these guys selling shoes. Like You're selling some Air Jordans and you get in trouble, but a kid died because you guys worked them too hard or weren't properly, uh, you know, observing what was going on and being over the top of it. And it's a debate on if he should be fired. Yeah, he should have been gone, like, almost immediately. This happened. It's not new with the player right, that not died. At all. It happened, like, a month ago. Yeah. It's, and now we're still talking about, oh, should he be di- should he be fired? What the heck is going on with this strength coach? Like, yeah. everybody's coming out. Even Peppers comes out and says, yeah, when he was in Michigan, the guy was, you know, co- called him a bully yeah. to his players. Some hardo who thinks he's just, like, you know, Sergeant Slaughter in there, you know, making guys work. So the parents actually today, the reason yeah. this hit my radar, the parents uh, came out uh, and said, yeah, the, the coach should be fired. And I, I completely agree. I yeah. support that 100%. on TV. They were basically saying that, you know, you, you let your son go to college to become an adult and mm-hmm. you, you respect that the coaches will take care of him. And they did the exact opposite. That coach sat in your living room and promised you like, Oh, your son's going to get a degree and we're going to turn him into a man. And, He's going to, you know, learn these lifelong lessons. Yeah, How could they come back from this as long as Durkin is there? No, like what recruit is going to want to go there? Like, I know that this stuff happened in Minnesota with the Vikings before, but what 18-year-old kid are you going to come convince? There's no like, way I would hey, send. promise our coaching staff we'll take care of you. We won't let another one die. Lesson learned. Yeah. Good no luck way. with that, Maryland. 
All right, let's continue this college football top 25 countdown. And we've talked before about there's some weird ass rankings out there. These are the only ones that matter. Right. Coaches poll. They're not watching games no. like we are. Get out of here. And Nick Saban watches film on SEC. And that's I want to say one more time. If you the Heisman committee, if you would like to give us votes, we need three of them. Just yeah. Three ballots. So we need or even one. We Just can throw yeah, one put and our we'll, brains together and we'll and figure come up it with out. One. Yeah. I Maybe. mean, we would have probably voted Baker last year. I would have just deferred and not you voted. Would have been like, I'm I can't. Not, I'm not doing it. I can't vote for an Oklahoma guy. Yeah, I abstain from voting. <laughs> but I swear I'll be completely unbiased if yeah. you give me a vote. Uh, speaking of unbiased, this week we are going to go 15 to 11, and we only have. Never mind. We have two similarities. I can't read. You it's put tough. your you put words together. We do the rundown, and yours in a a larger font than mine, and my OCD can't handle it, so I got to change that. And that affects your ability to read. Because I'm focused on the font more than I am the words. Yeah, because that's what you do when you read. Right. It's like you have an 11-point aerial, and I need a 9-point something else. And it's just, I can't. I'm sorry that my font's bigger than yours. Like, what are you going to do about it? It's just nothing. Just the way cards I was dealt. The way your font was made. All right, team number 15 for me, the LSU Tigers, Death Valley. And this is a team that is really, I think, this year is going to be Spoiler alert, not good at quarterback, but very good on defense with Devin White and Greedy Williams. What they have defensively, I think, can make them competitive in the SEC. Like, they're not beating Alabama. No, it's going to be a bad year. They're not beating Auburn, in my opinion. But they are going to be good enough. I still think they need a better head coach. And I actually think they're going to be better at quarterback this year than they have been in the past. But I still, I don't know if Joe Burrow is going to be enough to overcome these tough SEC defense. If I get asked one more time about Joe Burrows or Dwayne Haskins God. draft prospects, I'm going to snap on Twitter. <laughs> like It's going to be like election night snapping. Like I'm going to go off on people. Let them play a game before you expect me to give you an in-depth take on their draft prospects. Yeah, you want to break down six snaps that Joe Burrow took like, at Ohio He came State. back and beat Michigan. He threw nine passes. Yeah, right. Like he really read the zone read. And y'all get mad when we like, oh, Mitch Trubisky looked good off one season. Now you want us to evaluate a player off nine passes. I think the the good thing with LSU is Burrow is a guy that could probably at least manage the game for them. And they haven't even had that over the years. But it does feel a little bit of same old LSU. A lot of stars on the defense, even up front. I know we know about Greedy Williams and Devin White, but they have some talent up front. They'll be able to run the ball. But if they can get him to be a game manager, yeah, this is And a they team. just lost two kids to transfers, yeah. right? Uh, McMillan and uh, Narciss, one of those names I can't say. But yeah, they, he's a backup quarterback. Yeah, they though. did get the wide receiver from Texas Tech. And he could play immediately. Yes. Robinson. He was out. He set out last year. Yeah. So I he, love that they're letting these kids transfer and play immediately. Like yeah. college football, the NCAA, they're finally starting to do some things right, at least yeah. on the field. They're letting kids play immediately. Uh, he has more catches in his career than all LSU receivers combined. That one year at so, Texas Tech alone yeah, was Jonathan Giles. Yes. Jonathan mm-hmm. Giles coming yeah. over from Texas Tech. So they're number 15 for me. And I, I think, yeah, hopefully we see a little more up like up tempo offensively, a little more excitement from them. But Ed Orgrand's the head coach, so probably won't. Nope. But that defensive line is going to be salty if he's a coach. Right. Guaranteed. 15 for you. Who you got, buddy? I'm going with another salty defense. USC has a lot of stars coming back. If they can stay healthy, they always produce enough on offense for the Pac-10. And now, oh, it's the Pac-12 now. Yeah. It's not 2008 Pac-12. anymore. Yeah. How do you feel about the Big 8? <laughs> yeah. So the Pac-12, I think they can do some things. In the South, it's actually a little bit weak. Like, yeah. 
Arizona, Arizona State. Herm like, Edwards is going to turn that around. No, he's not. No. So if they can do some things in the South, I think they're going to be a pretty good team. USC, number 15 for me. Who's playing quarterback for them, though? Is it Daniels? No, it'll be Sears or Fink. So like oh, okay. a freshman, sophomore type guy. Finkel's I'm going to hear every time I hear that name. I do love their tight end, Tyler Pettit. Uh, he's they a legit two prospect. Good tight ends. Yeah, and then uh, you got Christian Rector on the D-line. Cameron Smith at linebacker, Port Augustine. Biggie Marshall. Biggie Marshall's back again. Is that officially so. his nickname? Yes, since high school. I think he's so overrated. He is. He's been a bit of a letdown, but yeah. he's a guy that probably should have played safety. And they played him at corner. He looks a little stiff. Just like a Dory Jackson. I don't think he can turn receiver. and run. So he's a good player, but not the first round player that a lot of people yep. expected him to and be. And we can't overlook Michael Pittman Jr. No. At receiver. Just can't. because I loved Michael, Michael Pittman. Pittman. Yeah, that dude was rocked. His arms. <laughs> he, was, he was just, he was like just Tampa Bay arm. had him. Michael Pittman and Thomas Jones at yep. the same time. And they were like the all arms. That's what Sim, Sims, brothers. Ask Sims about that when you have him on. He said Fridays he'd be leaving the facility and they'd both be the last ones left just doing arms. I think hours. Connor's getting on the Michael Pittman workout. Right. Yeah. yeah. Taking a look arms, arms only. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah, what you are don't you need... putting in those arms yeah. before you do your arm workout? Yeah. Daddy light tonight, yeah. apparently. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that'll put weight on yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. That's low calorie. I don't know you talking about. Uh, number 14 for me, Auburn. And they are led by Jarrett Stidham at quarterback. I. I feel like there's a, a weird perception of Jarrett Stidham, the NFL versus the fan. The fan sees a guy that struggled early last year. It's like, oh, he's a Baylor transfer. He got hurt. Who cares? I think there is going to be, it will catch up. The information always catches up. You guys are going to see by October, unless he completely comes out and just craps himself, there's going to be, you'll see like the, like the Albert Breers and stuff are going to be like, Jarrett Stidham is QB1 for NFL teams. It will happen. You did a video last year in October for Bleacher Report where scouts were telling you he has QB1 tools. Yeah. Round one tools. Now you get another year where he finished the year. He was awesome last year. Oh, he was lights out. Where you say, okay, we we know the NFL thinks he has the tools. Mm -hmm. Watch what he did against Alabama. Gus Malzahn's offense now. Like the, the way that it has evolved, like that power spread is, guess what? RPOs is what the Eagles are doing. It's what the Chiefs are doing. It's what the Bears are doing. Brett he Favre fits. invented that shit a long yeah, time ago. Exactly. Now it's still going. I love that. I love Brett Favre so much. But I, Auburn is, uh, I think, a sneaky good team. Again, I think so, too. Not, I don't think they're going to compete with Alabama or Georgia, but they are going to be very good and just solid across the board. But that's the thing with Auburn. You don't think they're going to compete with Alabama or Georgia, but guess they what? Do. They beat both of them last year. Yeah. And those were that was your national championship game. Stidham sucked last year, but we also got to remember at the beginning of the year, he was a transfer. This dude right. came in in the spring and was handed a playbook and said, here, learn it. And then he did it. He won the starting job. And by the end of the season, what we saw out of him makes him my quarterback one going into this season. I think I, what, for them, like, what is the backfield going to look like behind him? Because Karrion Johnson's gone. Cameron Petway's gone. Yep. They'll find somebody. It's, it's Auburn. Auburn. They're, yeah, they'll find somebody to run that football. And Daniel Carlson's gone. And they're so, you know, always nasty up front on both ends of the ball. Right. And that in the SEC, you have to be or else you won't survive. That's why I look at uh, with Auburn and I say, okay, out of all the teams projected outside the top 10, I think they're the one most likely to actually finish in the top 10. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely agree with you. That's why they're not going to be on my list this week. You can look for them next week for me. <laughs> there you go. I'm going with number 14 in the nation, Florida State. I know, Overrated. I know we kind of talked about it last night, I but like getting Francois back, that dude is a great college quarterback. I don't know what he brings to the table as a draft prospect, but if we're looking at college football, I think he's a dark horse Heisman. Guy. No, you're right. He absolutely, if he's healthy and 
we've talked about before, you know, with injuries, how so much of it's mental. If he's back, I mean, they were the number four team in the country last year when they lost to Alabama when he got hurt. And that's when we didn't know about Cam Akers, who is oh, a grown-ass man I mean, in that backfield. Oof. So you get those two going, that's going to take pressure and off the offense. Patrick, their other running back, is like the, yeah. a bull back there. So yeah, they, they have a great tandem. Yeah. I mean, you had that uh, recruiting class that year that was Najee Harris, Cam Akers, and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And you look at them all Pretty now. running back class. I mean, Najee was on the field in the championship right. game. Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers were two of the best running backs in college football And I think defensively, they're, they're undergoing a big change because they lost a lot to the draft last year. But your boy, Levante Taylor, is back there. He's got to be the guy. It's as simple yep. as that. Now, there's pressure on him to be the shutdown island number one corner. Yep. They're going to move him all around because he's actually kind of built like a slot corner. And they're going to be young up front. They are. So he's going to have to ball out. Like you said, he has to, he has to step up and fill that role and be the guy. So, yeah, Florida State, I, they're overrated. We'll see. My take. See who's right. Number 13 for me, Michigan State. And this is all about power football. No surprise. Uh, I, I think that this is a team that, like, when you look at their depth chart or you look at their draft prospects, you're like, ah, it's just Michigan State. They're not that great. Like, LJ Scott's pretty good. That quarterback's a Brian Lewerke. He really is. He's yeah. sneaky good. I don't know. I think that's his name. Lewerke. Yeah. Lewerke. That's what you know, I'm great with names. So, no, nah, and he's only a redshirt junior, and I'm already getting asked about him by scouts and agents. They're like, what about this Michigan State kid? And it's like, uh, he looked pretty good last year. Yeah. So, so did Connor Cook as junior year. Yeah. That's the thing about Michigan State. You just never, like, they went through that period of it's like Connor Cook, Malik McDowell. Like, a lot of the guys were big question marks. So, now it's kind of a different group. I do love LJ Scott. And like you said with Francois, I don't know what LJ Scott brings to the table as a draft prospect, but I love watching that dude run the I football. I mean, he's a bulldozer in the Big 12. And if big you were 10. number three, what year is it, Mello? I don't know. I can't get these conferences. <laughs> if you say right. the Southwest Conference, I'm taking your microphone away. <laughs> but he's 230 pounds, he wears number three. That's cool to me. Yeah, he's a solid running back. And what they can do, they're always going to bring it on defense yep. every year. Big Ten's pretty tough this year, but I I also like Michigan State too. Yeah, Michigan State's up there for me. Thirteen, number thirteen for me is my least favorite team in the world, but they always are good. <laughs> Oklahoma, I'm gonna put them at thirteen. You're putting them low. Yeah, that's it's not 13, surprising. Thirteen, like thirteen is like an unlucky number. It's a bad number. Did you put them there on purpose? No, but I do. I think they're gonna win some games because the Big Twelve. There you go. Kind of sucks. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it pains me to put them ahead of Texas, but I'm really questioning their quarterback play going into this year. Yeah. Kyler Murray does not scare me. You're betting on the athlete. You That's put it. him at number two in the batting order. Okay. Yeah. He's a good hitter. He can field a little bit middle infield. He doesn't scare me as a quarterback. They might be able to spread the ball out and do some things because Lincoln Riley is a, he's a great coach. And so, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Is he? He, I think so. And I don't, so I just don't think we have enough evidence. Yeah. I, I'm one year as a head coach and he had Baker Mayfield. I mean, that was Bob Stoops team and he had a Heisman right. winner yeah. and a great defense. He put Anderson I, and in I think he's a great offensive mind. Let yeah, me, re, yeah, yeah. let me retool yeah. what but I said again. Doesn't make a great coach. I mean, Johnny Manziel made Kevin Sumlin look like a great offensive yeah. mind. So I just, Maybe it's because he was rude to me in the elevator. I just want to see. I just <laughs> don't laugh see. at my jokes. You're right. a shitty coach. Yeah. You know what? You're going bald. Uh, <laughs> I just need to see him do it. But you said Rodney Anderson. That dude's a Heisman candidate. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, if, if they decide that they will actually vote for a running back, he's no. got to be one of the top ones. He's the most complete running back prospect in the draft right now. Right oh, yeah. now. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, mean, I said he's Arian Foster. Yeah. He can literally do it all. 
He's a big, he's kind of a Six, taller two, back. 223. Catches yep. the ball, can block. Yeah. He runs physically. I mean, he's a physical runner. Like, should have gone to Texas. I mean, I don't want to wish injury on anyone, but it wouldn't be, it would be awful. terrible if he, like, missed some games. It's like when Will Greer broke his non-throwing I hope he gets year. suspended for grades. Yeah. Or he gave his jersey away to charity and didn't yeah. run it by the NCAA. I'm going to start. Like, something like that. I'm going to DM him and be like, hey, can I buy your shoes? I'll give you $1,000. Yeah. I'm owed ten grand in 10 years. <laughs> I will give that to you. That's yeah. an IOU. Yeah, right. You're going to want to hold on to that <laughs> yeah. one. No, that's good. Uh, so 13 for you, Oklahoma. 12 for me, the team that's going to beat Oklahoma's ass at the Cotton Bowl. It's the Red River Shootout, by the way. It's not the rivalry. It's not the showdown. showdown. <laughs> It's the yeah. shootout. The Red River patty cake. <laughs> it's it's bad, it's man. It's bad. Texas it's will not be bad luster. this year. Texas is 12 for me. I am drinking the Kool-Aid, Tom Herman. I have no idea who will play quarterback, but I... Well, two of them. You know who's going to play both of them. Yeah, he is. I think that... I really do think that the... The guys who are there now are bought in, and I think that was a problem last year. We've we've seen it. Holton Hill comes out and or Deshaun Elliott, excuse me, comes out and basically Both says, uh, and Connor Williams and Blake Jefferson, they all kind of come out and say, "Hey, the coaches last year they didn't have our backs. Well, you were not their guys. This team is. You got Colin Johnson at receiver. You got Gary Johnson at linebacker. I think it's going to be a young." Uh, very athletic offensive line. They got uh transfer Trey Watson at running back. And I think he can be good in that offense. He kind of reminds me zone. of like a Mike Weber, like they have at Ohio state. Like yep. He can get the job done. If he's healthy, I don't have Texas in my top 25. I haven't bought into Herman yet, but I think this team has more than they have last year. Yeah, And I think that's what matters. And the defense should be good. I mean, the, the uh, guys that stayed around are all in. It like a Minahue, like. Hager, Roach. The, those players should be able to get after the quarterback. And if Gary Johnson lives up to the hype at that rover spot, he should be good. The secondary is experienced. You got Chris Boyd. Uh, you got PJ Locke. Brandon Jones is uh, Brandon Jones has been starting there since I was in college. Yeah, I three think. three guys that come back yeah. and do have experience, and they also bring in a lot of good recruits in the secondary. Yeah, freshman class. They have good. like. Five or six guys, not even kidding, oh, that are four-star I saw the safety at the Army All-American yeah. practices, and I was blown away. I, I think he'll, away. by the end of the year, he'll be the starting like free safety. Jamal Adams-type attitude and, and oh, effort baby. in practice. Oh, where oh, yeah. Now, you know, we'll see college football is a little different, but when you're like that at the Army All-American Bowl, it usually translates. Yeah. I, yeah so I'm calling get, my shot now. They will beat Oklahoma in Dallas. So as fans, what are you guys pessimistic about? Tom Herman. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, that was the not the thing. answer I Tom expected. Herman. I mean, I think it's like with it. I'm a prove it guy. Like you got to show me you can get it yeah. done. You can and take the boy out of Missouri, but you can't can. take the Missouri out <laughs> yeah. of the boy. So show me state. <laughs> I also think it was a little concerning when we talked to scouts last year and, and Herman or his staff or whoever it was was ripping the players to enter the draft class. I know they weren't it's not recruits. a good look. So yeah. we've actually it's a bad look. Been asked to talk about this on the podcast and we won't. Okay. Don't want to. <laughs> Don't want to. It's, All right, let's go. Yeah. I, think, I just opened up a can of worms. We just said, we kind of said we weren't going to talk about it, but now we're going to talk about we, it. We've been in contact with even some of these players, and they've come on the podcast, but I do think they were entitled, and I do think they were soft. They didn't play in the bowl game. They took plays off. I think they came in with this attitude of, we're going to turn around Texas. Well, you didn't. You didn't do shit yeah, when true. you were at Texas. Malik Jefferson was a freshman, and people were talking about building a statue. Right. And, and he like, was a letdown. He didn't do anything. He produced yeah. his junior year, but he still was not that special. Everyone talks about him like he was going to be Ray Lewis. He wasn't. 
Yeah. Like, he's a great athlete, but they didn't do anything for Texas. Now, it's shitty that Tom Herman would talk about his players. He should not have done that. You have to build up your guys. It's good for the program. Yeah. It's good for recruiting. Also, but from a draft, Get them drafted. From a draft perspective, like, if I'm going on a school visit, I want a coach who's honest. The problem is those players can't know. I mean, the players in question were filing grievances with the Alumni Association while they're still at Texas. Like, you can't have that stuff happen. And it's it's touchy because, yeah, we're too close to the program to be unbiased. Uh, but I'm not. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're not. I, I think it is like a, it's not one of those things where it's just a simple answer. But it's just it's there's always two sides of the story. And I, I'm with you guys. I actually think. I actually didn't really love those players. Honestly, like I didn't think Malik was very good. I didn't think Elliot was very good. I thought Connor Williams was a nice player yeah. that probably actually was. He fell too far down <laughs> His the board. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah. But I also don't think it's the right way to go about things from a coach's because I think you're affecting maybe Holden career. Hill should have passed a piss test. Yeah. You know, like, I thought he was. The yeah, best. it wasn't their fault. I thought he was the best yeah. prospect out of all of them taking away the off field, which is not how this works. Yeah, and so, I haven't really seen him talk any shit because. You know, he did all that to himself. He had yeah. all the talent in the and world. He's had a pretty good camp with the Vikings, I think, so far. Yeah, so. he has. It sucks that these guys could really, I think they could do something in the NFL and be good players. Uh, it just sucks to see, you know, the Texas program trying to get things turned around so that we can finally come back. And, and that's kind of holding it back. Yeah, number 12 okay. for you. Number 12 for me after we moon on our uh, Texas is, tangent. They I, don't know this. I filled it. It's going <laughs> a New York Jets, Texas Longhorn podcast. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. This is what you get. With a college football undertone. Yeah. yeah. Texas is college football. Number, I believe I'm on number 12. Yeah. I'm going with Stanford because they produce every year. I love what they have up front. I don't love Bryce Love you don't? Wow, <laughs> as a prospect, but he's probably going to rush for 2,000 yards if he doesn't get hurt. They're and great seven front. passes. Yeah, their defense is always solid. They get another year with their quarterback. I think they can probably run the table in the Big 12 North. Gosh, dang it. Pac-12 Pac North. We got to do something about these conferences. I'm enjoying the meltdown. The damn <laughs> names. We have the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, who has ten teams, but the Big, the Big Ten has fourteen teams. Just get the shit together. It's <laughs> pissing me off. Do it regionally. The West. My conference. brain is too tired for this shit. <laughs> Fix it. Yeah. The Southeast. Oh, that is the SEC. The West. Freaking conference. Mizzou is in the SEC East. What the hell? I don't know, man. It, they're, they're probably the ACC Coastal. <laughs> like, I don't even know what that means. I don't either. That was the most heated you've been since the Johnny because Cash. Because I can't get a he's conference had right. He's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's understandable. I uh, know college football and I all these that. damn conferences. Yeah, let's be a college football podcast. Mello doesn't know the conference. It's off to a great start. Yeah, we don't please. even know the conference. I'm going to go names. home and I'm going to watch some video and uh, I'll figure out these conferences <laughs> and then we'll scout them. He's going to, when he gets the Josh Allen Natty Light tattoo, he's also going to get the conferences tattooed yeah. on his forearm. On his forearm. Like, okay, uh, what's that, that movie? What Memento. He wakes yeah. up every day and he has to look yeah, at his tattoos. Post-it notes the in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, the 51st dates, I have to watch a video every day. Every Thursday night before we come in here yeah. to record, I'll just be like, okay. This the is the Pac-12. Yeah. <laughs> it goes through every team. It is so confusing. Uh, so Stanford was number 11 for me. They're rounding out my list this week. I'm with you. Like Bryce Love, as a college player, not as a draft prospect, as a college player, is one of the five best players in the country. Like, hands down. Yeah. They're going to be... Sorry, I think David Shaw is very underrated as a coach. Uh, yeah, yeah because when good. Harbaugh left, he did a great job of building the Stanford program up, and they haven't skipped a beat since he left. They, I would say, they're even more successful. You never see that. 
No, not at that program where they have such high standard for their grades. Notre Dame can't do it. No, and like no one else can except for Stanford, and they do it every year. Yeah, that offensive line, I know like we talk a lot about Wisconsin, Boston College. Those would be good offensive lines. Stanford is very good as well, always. But Nate Herbig, uh, the left guard, is a legit draft say, prospect. Like, I've joked kind of before that you always have to scout the Iowa players. You have to watch the Stanford guards. Oh, they're yeah. going to be solid in the right. NFL. That every they year. can pull, they can trap. They're tough. Uh, and now you're number eleven. And number eleven going back. We've, yeah, already talked about them. But I am going with Michigan State, who is in the Big Ten. And I think that could be a really strong conference this year. We'll see what happens with Ohio State. But uh, uh, they beat Michigan last year. They've kind of owned Jim Harbaugh, so they might get another W there. Who hasn't owned Jim Harbaugh? I think it's sneaky good. I think with Penn State, your guy's favorite quarterback, Trace McSorley. Yeah, yeah our favorite our intern <laughs> slash quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same guy. They, I think Penn State. There's just so many teams in there that are going to be competitive in the top 20. Where you look yeah. at it and you go, "Damn!" Like they might actually catch up this year a little bit. Are they in the legends or the? Was they legends finally or? undid it. Actually, I know that about. It is East West now. It always should have been. Yeah, it should have yeah. because all the teams were over there anyway. So they kind of split it. Except for Indiana is still in the East and Purdue is in the West. But Indiana is at least. Well, that one doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it's like it's east of the Mississippi. But they kept like so all the, the traditional powers. Your Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, they're all in the east. And now teams like Wisconsin Nebraska. and Nebraska, they can kind of go and dominate the west. Minnesota. Yep. Row the boat. All right. I told you at the top of the show we were doing a big stick to football summit this week. I love alliteration. And our bosses are here. Our podcast overlords are here. Yes. And Dan I, Atkins, it's like, the master, I, aka Whiskey Dan. I kept waiting for him to go to like Atwoods and get a cattle prod just for like any time I start to like go on a tangent, like my Stephen King book or when. Oh, you know, I know. And like, bzz, bzz. I feel like I'm in a quarterback controversy because there's like eyes over my shoulders. Right. Like, like, don't I, fuck up this week. It's like a driving test. <laughs> They're going to pull it's me. exactly like, like that. Like in like between <laughs> segments, like, oh, God, yeah, well, I'm going to get the call from the bullpen. Jesse's going to come walking at me with a baseball and just be like, it's not your day. <laughs> it's not your night. It's not your day. You don't know the conferences. We're going <laughs> to yeah. sit you down. We'll get, a, we'll get your rest. Intern we'll get you Walker's the last yeah. man standing. Yeah. Jesse grabs the ball, yeah. spins, Peter Sandman comes on, and then it comes jogging out. In there, ooh, we should do top five walkout songs next week. Next, I'm doing radio uh, in Chicago weekly, and they were like, "What do you want your intro song to be?" And it is, I've stayed up at night trying to think about <laughs> That's that. That's a big deal because I want Inner Sandman, but you can't do it. Do Welcome to the Jungle. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that is a great song. <laughs> I'm gonna do Welcome to the Jungle. I remember talking to Adam, and I don't remember what his song was, but our buddy who played minor league ball, and I was like, "What was your song?" And it was something like fairly inappropriate. I yeah. mean, she could tell the story, but it was something. It was like, you know, don't let the song play too long. Oh, yeah. And then like his walk up song came on and they didn't cut it off in time. Oh. So like over this whole <laughs> minor league stadium, it starts like dropping F-bombs. There's or so many kids. Right. It is just it's so many. Kids. I can picture Heisler just like out there. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah. So our top five this week in honor of our bosses being here, we're going to do top five bosses. And our boy Connor gets to enjoy. You've never done a top five before. No, this is it. Top five is legendary. This is I know. great. I actually spent a pretty chunk, good chunk of my afternoon crafting this. I was driving the <laughs> other day and almost died because I thought of one and had to like open <laughs> Google Drive on my phone. If any highway patrolmen are listening, I didn't actually do this. And it was like trying to like edit 
on a phone that Google Drive's not great, guys. If you could fix that. Oh, no, so, yeah. For the app, it's, it's so bad. Very user friendly for the uh, computer. Yeah, if you're trying to app. do it on your phone. It's it's terrible. It's awful. So Connor, as our guest, kick us off, man. Number five, top five bosses. So I went number five is Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh my god! Because <laughs> it's deep. a little morbid, Goodness. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not gonna go wow. too. I'm not gonna go too long on it. But I mean, I don't think anything needs to be said. Googler. If, you, if you've read the book or seen the movie, uh, it's pretty fucked up to put it quite yeah. simply. Huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's set set the tone there. There need there needed to be a good female presence on this list. Oh, that, I got one. And that's the best one I could come up <laughs> with right away. I, yeah, I, I didn't have any so oops all right Mel. Yeah, way to go matt wow matt uh, i'm going up. with like one of the first bosses that i can ever remember as a kid i'm going with monty burns that dude ran that place like a gold mine like, it was just so efficient all he needed was an orange tan and a comb over yeah, i mean he kept homer simpson employed there for a very very long time poor smithers he couldn't get a bone thrown his way but he employed homer simpson that's pretty damn good job in my book if Monty Burns were an NFL owner, he would be Jerry Jones. Oh, for sure. Like that's yeah. Jerry Jones. Yeah, they don't know it, but he was actually based yeah. off of Jerry Jones. So number five on my list is probably gonna piss people off. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Number five bosses on my list, <laughs> not Bruce Springsteen. I hate Bruce Spring- Springsteen so much. Like I can't even say his name. And how do you get a nickname the boss? It's a You're little, not good. It's a little it's a little much. And it's I'm a too Jersey much. Shore guy. I, I actually thought it was gonna piss off. No, like, oh, I hate Bruce Springsteen. Kind of a New York guy. No, I don't know. Hating the New York, hating the um, the nickname aspect of his yeah. act is, oh, is and I totally justifiable. Yeah. It was probably like one of those self given nicknames. Yeah, like, like, Dan, like Weatherman. Uh, so our producer, Whiskey Dan, who you all know from Mobile, he was talking about we were on our way to Joplin. And he was like, yeah, you know, I was really into being a weatherman when I was younger. I even came up with the, my my weather name, Dan Atkins. And I, like I didn't it. know that's a that's a thing. When your last name is well, as long as his. Awesome. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, we would share his last name if any of us could say so it, pronounce yeah. it. So your other the other iTunes idea of the week is what would your weather name be? That yeah. poor kid, he probably couldn't spell his name until he was 30. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah until, I still, until like autofill came around and yeah. he's just like. I remember talking. asking him in Mobile, like, Dan, I, I got to ask you, how do you say your last name? And he told me, and I still was just like, yep, can't yep, say that. Nope. We're going to give you a nickname. But Bruce Springsteen sucks. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I don't I don't like it either. Good and Bruce Springsteen is letting Jason Isbell sing his song. Oh, that's not. <laughs> like, that's, that's when I won't Bruce Springsteen's good. <laughs> All right, Mello. Top that. All right, going back to me, uh, I'm going with a mob boss for me. I'm going with Al Capone. Dude was like the mob boss of all mob bosses. He ran shit. And, hello, I think he helped end Prohibition. So, cheers to that. How'd he die? I mean, maybe syphilis, <laughs> but who hasn't ran into that yeah. every once in a Thanks, while? Thanks, Alcatraz. <laughs> just don't be yeah. dumb enough to die from it. Right. Or just, you know, Penicillin. take the antibiotics <laughs> right. and yeah. get rid of it before you go batshit crazy. Al Capone, though, man, what a baller. So I intentionally skipped Connor because ours are very, yes. very similar. I got mine from I know. yours. Number four, we all kind of we yeah. all went dark. Mob boss. Mob boss, yeah. if you have to. Connor, go for it, buddy. I have good reason for mine. Michael Corleone, if you are bold enough to have your own brother killed, 
as I stare at two brothers Thought about next it. to me. I'm listening. I'm listening. You're, you're pretty fucking badass, boss. What's funny is I wouldn't even have to blow up the boat. I could just send him out on a boat because yeah. he can't swim. Yeah. So yeah. it probably you sleep. You, really? I am not what you would call a strong swimmer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you, right. you can probably tread We've water said in before, emergency. Like, no. It, like, <laughs> like, if you can imagine, like, okay, I can swim. What's the worst version of that? That's him. I, I think I've help. said it before. I am the worst swimmer in the world. Like, I can't really say that I can't swim anymore because Matt taught me. Last like, year. It was two years ago, I think. No, no the last year. About a year and a half ago. <laughs> Uh, so I can do it a little bit, but I will definitely drown in six feet of water. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I would get tired of jumping. And I just bought a like, pool from my Jesus. house, and he was like, how deep is it? <laughs> like, I Okay, so as a coach, I got volunteered to do the dunk tank. They just told me, like, oh, you're, you're up. How deep is that? That was my first question. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. How deep are we talking? What am I landing in? Is it cold water? Is it hot water? What are we doing? I think they sensed that I was so stressed out about it. That they, they were like, like forget it. No, they did that. They are like, no, we'll get somebody else. Just yeah, we're great. good here. It was a bad idea. All right, number four for me, it was Vito Corleone. And so Michael said Corleone. Vito always said Corleone. Yes. So Weird. important yes. distinction there. Who are these guys? The Godfather. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to check that out still. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Matt literally just threw something at Mello. Uh, greatest movie of all time, I think. Yeah. It's that or Shawshank. But Vito was the man because he started it. Like when Have you're, you seen Shrek? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're the like you're that MFR that like the the mob guy starts hounding you and you have it, you kill him. Like you started all so, spoiler alert. If you guys haven't seen The Godfather, self-made. yeah. So I don't even man. need to watch the movie like anymore. Me. Just like me. Vito's yes. not Vito is maybe too. A lot of the Uber drivers in Joplin say Matt is the Vito Corleone of Joplin, Joplin. Missouri. I have an olive oil import business. It's a weird thing I keep running into. All right, buddy. You take it away with number three because I don't know who this is. Oh, Ari Gold from Entourage. The greatest super agent in the world. And also would literally tell people you're fired. Get the fuck out. So I respect that. that. So, yeah. Ari Gold from Entourage. Uh, Ari Gold was so good that the agency he got fired from he made so much money to buy it back and shot everyone in there with a paintball gun firing them all. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Can you do I that think, in real life? I think all I of know. us. No, you definitely. That's assault, right? Yes. That's. Yeah, you'd go to jail. Just the tip. Or that's be assault. Sued. Don't yeah. shoot people with a paintball Don't gun. Don't buy yeah. back the company that fired you and shoot everyone with a paintball gun saying you're fired. Yeah. Hashtag just the tip. I've never <laughs> been fired, actually. So. Yeah. Well, I'm going with. Let's stay with the theme of you fired. This lady is my actual boss, if you want to get down to it. <laughs> Technically. And I'm going to go on record and say she's a fucking moron. <laughs> I literally know more about my profession than she does. So if you're listening, Jesse, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Betsy DeVos runs the Department of Education, and she is a moron. She, her, she can't spell. She couldn't she spell does, education. Yeah, she doesn't know, like, what is even going on. She's Wait. never been a teacher, and she's in charge of all the Vouchers. teachers. Vouchers. And then she's just like, nah, we're good. Let's cut money from the program. <laughs> These public schools have way too much going on. Yeah. Yeah, we have to, a lot. Lady. We have to do GoFundMe so you can buy school supplies. Yeah, let's. Yeah, because these true. kids we show do. up, they have nothing. Check that out if you have. Yeah. Yeah. he needs it. Yeah. The school districts have to pay for breakfast for these kids because no one can afford it. But let's go ahead and cut money from that department. Wow, thanks a lot, Betsy. What was her credentials? I don't even know. She she's rich. 
That's it. That's all you have to do. Wait, so part of she, that cabinet. How did she make the top five bosses list? I think it was sarcasm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there was a lot of sarcasm. Uh, she's doing a real great job. I love everything that she's doing over so there. So I'm also going to go uh, in the government sector for my number three, Ron Swanson, one of the greatest bosses of all time. I like meat, and I now like woodworking. It's a weird hobby I've gotten into. <laughs> what? And, uh, yeah, I've started building shit. I built a table. That's pretty. Oh, I a did ladder, see that. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Good in my hands. Uh, so, yeah, I love Ron Swanson. The other day, my son asked me if I could cook him bacon while he ate beef jerky, and I almost cried. This <laughs> was like, yes, son, we sure can. And, uh, yeah. I'm all about that bacon, too. I love the line. It's like, I don't know if you heard me right. I think you heard me say a lot of bacon. I meant all of the bacon, <laughs> all the bacon you have. Yeah. So I'm with you on Ron Swanson. You probably could have even went Leslie Nope in there. Like, she's she kind of runs the show. She she's good. a little bit of a boss. Yeah, I like Leslie. Power suit. Ron is a little bit above her, yeah. and they didn't steal his character from another more successful show. Oh, there you go. Hot take. All right, Connor, I don't know who your number two Down is. Down number two, Stringer Bell from The Wire. I'm promoting all the HBO characters. Yeah, you are. We get bought by AT&T, we, and you're like HBO. Yeah. Somebody's HBO, been HBO. watching some shit yeah. online. Yeah. We, get that, we got that free direct <laughs> yeah. TV, and Connor's like, Stream boom. everything. <laughs> Stringer Bell, uh, ultimate drug dealer and businessman and boss. And another guy that actually sold out someone, he sold out his best friend, although he got killed before he could do it. Everyone so. on your list, except for Michael Corleone, is Savages. from an HBO show. Well, Nurse Ratched is her. Oh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably been aired one. on HBO. That's what, actually, I'm kind of afraid oh, of all your bosses, number, actually. Right, that's the point. That's what makes a great <laughs> boss. You're not supposed to like them. You're supposed to respect them. So big to differ. Number yeah. one, number one is the, the ultimate HBO <laughs> character, I'll say. For sure. Yes. For sure. Mellow, number two. This is a good one. Okay, I don't know how this didn't make your guys' list. Jordan Belfort. He's a wow, real dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And watching Wolf of Wall Street and what they did in his office, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> I'll take some Quaaludes. I'll drive your Lambo. I'll do it all day. They had a blast, and they were making money. It was running smooth, having fun. What's the uh, the Tom Cruise movie American Made? That's the job I want. Where you like he was like ended up flying guns like for the government and the CIA to like Colombia and stuff. I have no idea. That's a good movie. Cool. I I'll just wanted to do the, <laughs> the. I know that's you know. what I was thinking about when you were talking. Yeah. <laughs> God, McConaughey's <laughs> the best. I know. We got to get him on this. We got to get him when we go to Austin. Number two for me. I actually went football on this, and you got to hear me out. Number two is Bill Walsh. And the reason I went Bill Walsh over Belichick, all those guys, Bill Walsh's coaching tree is what makes him a top boss for me. It's unreal. The the just the coaches that he Mike Holmgren, Mike Holmgren, Reed. exactly. Like what he spawned as, I think the father of modern football. And I'm also like I'm a huge Bill Walsh nerd. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be Bill Walsh. Like a lot of kids like wanted to be Joe Montana. They want to be Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott. I don't want to cut my pinky off. I wanted to be Bill Walsh and. That's how I ended up in this. Wasn't job. he the like first coach that did the first fourteen plays scripted to see what the defense? Yeah, and then Mooch ended up doing it, and Reed right. and Holmgren and Seifert. I love George Seifert. Dana Stubble. Did he win a Super Bowl? He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like <laughs> that was another it's like John Gruden went into Super Bowl. No, that's like yeah. Larry Coker in <laughs> Miami. Like <laughs> even the players were like, "No, just give us somebody that's not going to screw this shit up, and we'll Barry win the Switzer. national championship." Yeah, yeah. So, so many of those. Great one. All right, number one, this is a big one for you. Tony Soprano. There's one. no better boss in the entire history of television. It's as simple as that. If you haven't seen The Sopranos, it's the greatest uh, what show. What are you doing in your life? Yeah, really. And also, I'm a little biased. I live in New Jersey. I'm from New York. 
Kind of fits the mold. I have not but, seen the oh Sopranos. <laughs> you haven't seen The Godfather? You haven't seen The Sopranos? He doesn't like mob movies, apparently. You haven't apparently. seen Entourage? You haven't seen The Wire? Hey, but, I don't have but HBO. You, you die on We get it for free. <laughs> Some of us do. Yeah. But you'll die in the hey, Shrek Hill. Right. In six months, I'll catch up, all right? I'll get that shit on DVR. I'm going to get the streaming service and give you my account. Here's my DirecTV Now login. Yes. I mean, he probably has has mine is what's funny gonna, about this i was gonna say and i'm pretty sure it's actually on netflix and over the summer i was like all right i'll dive in i'll try to watch the sopranos and i just i couldn't get into it i don't know what the deal was yeah. i know that i'm wrong here because everyone else <laughs> loves it i just i need to probably give it another shot the godfather is just too long for me i just i don't have a whole you know six days that i can commit to watching <laughs> all seven of them or whatever it is yeah. All right, number one for you, buddy. Number one for me is obvious because none of your bosses have a mug that says world's best boss. Jesus. It's Michael Gary Scott, best boss in the world. You're wrong if you don't agree. He has a, uh, so Connor's never seen The Office. Yeah. So this is That's where... a worse tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on NBC and literally everybody has that. I only watch premium Thanks, television. Obama. <laughs> yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on Netflix too, I think. Or the rumor is always they're going to take it off. I know, so I just keep, keep watching, watching it on loop. Uh, yeah, I still think Michael Scott's overrated. No, and you're definitely wrong. He makes that whole show. I mean, Andy saved The Office, really. I mean, not not the show, not the show, the fictional Dunder Mifflin. I think Andy was a better boss. Absolutely not. Well, now for the ultimate build up to let down. Matt's number one. Oh, so I wanted to, uh, <laughs> I, I told you guys, we're your best bosses. I was going to kiss so much ass on this episode. Uh, so I am going to call out the two people that hired me at BR when I was a nobody I had a website that a thousand people read a week and they were like, yeah, let's give this guy a shot. Uh, so Dylan and Finko, those are my boys have to call them out as best bosses. And eight years later, I'm still here like drinking nasty, cheap beer and doing a podcast with you guys. So obviously I have natty light. What are you drinking? <laughs> yeah. So obviously they uh, are pretty good bosses, but my real number one is the ultimate boss. This guy is like the coolest of cool Don Draper. It's hmm. pretty good. So yeah. Okay. He's got a questionable past. I've seen well, like two episodes yeah, of that um, show. Yeah, he made up a whole life and uh -huh. maybe was an adulterer. And uh -huh. yeah, other than that, yeah, he was a jerk off, is what he was. And then, but he created the Coke ad. Okay, yeah. fictional. What did Michael Scott do? Nothing. Uh, ran a paper company in a paperless <laughs> world. Scott's tots. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate that. He had good intentions. All right, it is uh, with a heavy heart that I have to announce this is the last week of just a tip because it's college football season. And so we still want your questions, send them in. We're just going to do draft on draft. It'll be more of like a Wednesday social media thing, or maybe like an Instagram live type deal. Uh, then on the podcast, we have a lot to talk about this season with us covering college football. So we're going to gear more towards that and what we think you guys are ready to hear. We know you want our college football information and we're going to give it to you just like we are. This just the tip. It'll, it'll be our last one on the podcast, TBD, but here we go. Yep. First one in. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> is a silver medal a participation trophy? I mean, all medals are participation trophies if you think about it. Unless you are in the Olympics. I was just going to say, the Olympics is a different ball. That's game. the only thing. If you don't win first, you are last. You're first, unless you're, last. you're in the Olympics. Yeah. Second place, first loser. I I don't. I'm so out on participation trophies, and I got some as a kid. I'm in the spelling bee. 
and got bounced about midway through, I still got a trophy. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember was, throwing up in a Burger King parking lot. Yeah. That thing. I was honorable mention somehow, like all conference one year. I still got a patch for my think, letterman yeah. jacket. Right? <laughs> if you like, started like four games, you, you were honorable, honorable mention. mention. <laughs> I don't know how. I was like honorable mention safety one year. And it was like, how many teams are in this conference for me to get fourth place? Like four? <laughs> like, yeah. But yep, had the patch on the letterman jacket. That's all that matters. All right, next question. I'm trying to move on from an ex, but we have a lot of common friends, and we keep running into each other at events and bars. What's the best way to do this while still being around her? Find new friends. Don't be around her. (laughs) You have to divide your friends in a breakup or divorce. Because you can't be mature about it and just like, oh, hey. I don't know. Like, Did they they say where they were from? No, how'd the relationship end, I think, is most important. Yeah, and it's just like, think if we had two friends that were in a relationship, and they got divorced we've already dibbed them out what would we do like we would open the envelope that we have in my desk that says open if mitch and amy divorce and we would okay you get him there we go i think that's tough you almost have to do like a custody schedule like we have with our kids like mediated okay every other weekend i get the free i get tuesday wednesday every other weekend holidays you claim them on your taxes or maybe just you know bury the hatchet and come together and be like hey i know this is super awkward that we keep running into each other but we could be adults about it. Hopefully it didn't end like too bitterly. I know I don't want to hang out with my ex. I would alpha this situation and just be like, listen, I'm going to be here. Damn it. And if you don't like it, don't come around. <laughs> just make fun of her until she leaves. That always works. Yeah, Problem always solved. Works. Did you gain some weight? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, are you here again? I didn't recognize you. It looked like you put on a yeah. couple pounds. Don't like that haircut. <laughs> don't like yeah. it. Bangs. I, really? Okay. Passive aggressive always works. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. So glad to see you. <laughs> nice to see you. Yeah. That's what I would, I, I would go with one of those. Okay. Next question. This is all you. Oh, God. okay. That's a long one. A couple years ago, my wife wanted to get a cat. Bad start. <laughs> yeah. But I told her Horrific we couldn't start. because I had a pet allergy. Recently, I've been trying to talk her into getting a dog. But she says we can't because I lied to her and told her (laughs) I had a pet allergy. (laughs) Help me get my good boy. Hashtag just the dog. Hashtag not a cat. So here's the deal. (laughs) You outgrow allergies. You age out of them. And just be like, listen, I'm no longer allergic to, I don't know. Like my son's allergic to a lot of weird things, but he's not allergic. He's allergic to cats, but not dogs. Dude, if you've never been like had an allergy to a pet, just go to the doctor and be like, you know, yeah. you're right. Let's just figure this out. Go get that allergy you're test. Get and be like, shots. Boom! Not allergic to dogs. Yeah. We're getting Look a puppy. This. I'm going to name him Felix. <laughs> Why are you going to name him Felix? I don't know. That's a good name for a dog. That's a pretty good name. And now I kind of want a dog. Wanna, yeah. Thank huh. God I don't have a pet allergy. Man, that's like a that's a great move. Just like, oh, we can't get a cat. I'm allergic. It's pretty good. When I was a kid, I didn't like to eat like certain weird things. And one of them was ranch dressing. So we would always have like the salad bar. I know. I love it. I can drink it with a straw <laughs> now. Like, if I could still use a straw without being shamed, I would. Yeah. It's not the ranch. Paper, I'm ashamed of using a straw. Yeah. <laughs> I would go to the salad bar and I would just eat like lettuce and carrots. And people would be like, Bacon you don't bits. want any dressing? I'd be like, no, I'm allergic to ranch. No, I'm not. I'm confident. I'll rub it all over my body. Our mom lied our entire childhood saying she was allergic to cats and she was really just afraid of them. Yeah, and didn't like them. Yeah. yeah. So like, no, I'm allergic to cats. Yeah, that's, this is probably yeah. like our mom. And now she wants a dog and Papa's like, nope, nope you said you were allergic to cats. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just gave away the secret. All right. Next question. I'm 24 years old and going back to college this semester as a sophomore. 
Who do I sit with in my classes? Old students or younger students? Oh, man. I didn't. I wouldn't. I think you're overthinking it. Yeah. Don't oh, go dude. in with any mindset. I, I don't think he is. No? No, that's a big deal. So I was not a traditional student. I was for a little bit, right? And then I dropped out. And then I decided to go back. I'm... I was probably a little bit younger than that. I think I was like 22 when I back when it, when I went back. But it's awkward because really? when I went back, I was still a freshman, but I was 22. Yeah. So the people in my class were like, so "You could buy one beer." Yeah, but I was already so like cool. in a relationship, so I was like, "Oh, I'm the cool guy that got Hello, held fellow back." Kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then by the end of it, it's like, where do I fit in? Because I'm a little bit older. He's 24. He's going to be with sophomores, so Not like 20? 21, 20. That's yeah. It's a little awkward, especially if he looks older than he is. Oh yeah. Because then the, started, he's gonna get grouped into like yeah. the sixty-year-old lady that sits in the front right. and asks a question every oh, night, and you God, can't go home. Dude, the Not that that's ever happened to me. Paper. <laughs> uh, yeah, I maybe <laughs> opens in the, up her spiral and right. like, oh, what page was I on? Yeah, maybe sit in the middle, <laughs> or just. Maybe you're 24. Go ahead and get that degree real quick and get a real. Yeah, I can remember yeah, being yeah. 23. And we lived in a college town, and we would still, like, go to college parties because there's nowhere else to go. There, like, weren't good bars to go to. So we would still, like, go to college but parties. But we can't agree that it was a great college. It was a good college town. Great college. And and I, people all the time like, how old are you? Like, 21. I'm a senior. It's like, <laughs> I, or you can just lie. Yeah, there like, you go. No man. one asks your age. <laughs> like, you don't have, it's like, not checking you don't have to wear a T-shirt yeah. that says, hi, I'm 24. Yeah, just, oh, I'm 21. 21. Getting my master's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, just doctorate. taking this uh, class because I wanted it. Right. I'm actually, I work for the college, so I'm just sitting here, like, undercover, <laughs> evaluating this professor. So See, I drive anyone. the bus, and I make sure that <laughs> yeah, all the right. bus drivers are doing what Who they're supposed to. eat 30 sack lunches? <laughs> all right. This last just the tip ever. It's a lot of pressure. Ever lot on of pressure. the podcast. I mean, there's. Mellow's Twitter is just going to become just the tip. Boom, 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 boom. You should actually just be at just It's the tip. just going to be crying emoji after crying emoji. <laughs> just, right. No! We'll still be here on the podcast. Right. You can hang out with us via your ears. Last one, and it's for Connor. It says, hey, Connor, got a just the tip question for you. Sorry, Mellow. My brother just moved to New York City for his first job out of college. Any advice for starting out? He's interned. Uh, in a fairly large city before, but nothing like NYC. He's living in Gramercy, if that helps at all. Well, I mean, there's something for everyone. I'll say that. The people that move to New York and go, oh, I didn't really like it, and move back up to years didn't try hard enough yeah. to find their own Even I like niche. It. Yeah. I mean, you're. I always say you're like really a New Yorker when you come visit. Even the way, the first way you could tell is how someone walks. If they wait. Get out of my way. If they, that, and they wait at the stoplight, you're like, okay, oh, that's no, bit, yeah. there's no time. Yeah. No time for this. You're looking up with a ca- an actual camera. Yes. But really though, back to the question, I think it's more so just finding the places you like and the people you like. And it's, it's not that hard. Don't overthink it. Like you're going to learn the subway system. Just go to the village. Yeah. there's Listen, a, just short answer. Go to the village. Right. It, yeah. I, I like the West village. I think depending on what age you are, the East, obviously the East village can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, there's a two week rule with the subway. Like the first two weeks of taking the subway are going to be a nightmare. You're going to feel lost, afraid, and probably have a panic attack at least once. After two weeks, it's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, have trip. you ever been harassed on the subway? Oh, all the time. Like Because I see videos online, and I'm like, no, I will walk wherever the fuck I have to go in <laughs> New will, York. I yeah. will wait I'm not going to watch river. some of the shit that goes on. I, I don't want to be grinded up on so, by a Spider-Man. <laughs> two, two really bad subway <laughs> stories. Person. One time on a second date, I was on the subway, 
and a crazy Romantic. old lady just pulled her pants down and started peeing. <laughs> I can't That's make that up. That's the shit that I'm talking about. Like, it's so and weird. you had to break up with this girl because she pulled her pants yeah. down and pissed in the subway. <laughs> well, no, my date didn't and do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, be and a lot cooler if she did. Yeah. <laughs> then another time, it's like uh, it was like 7 in the morning, and I was going to work, and a guy is smoking a cigarette next to me what? on the subway. What year was this? And I'm like, this is like two months ago. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, not here. I have asked. Like, <laughs> on this tiny little underground train. train. And, yeah. and those are like the two, like, you see those things once in a while, like someone peeing in public, someone smoking a cigarette. But every day you have like the throw up coffee spills, pee spills, yeah. <laughs> like on the seat. Like and my my but after two weeks, don't yeah, worry. You'll get used to you, it. you literally become so. It's actually terrifying the things I walk by and feel nothing. Well, that's just New York, like nothing in like, general. Right? I'm talking. I won't, dead bodies. Get, I won't get into details. Yeah, but go to the East yeah. Village. Love it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's hip. Yeah, I have fun. I swear to God, this is niche. the truth. I've been going to New York for six years for work. Yeah, consistently. Humble brag. I've been on the subway one so, time. I hated it. I was so afraid someone was going to push me onto the track. No one likes it. Couldn't do it. That's, it's Couldn't just, do it. You have to. I like use hugged it. a pillar until the train came. Then I was like, <laughs> make it stop. Yeah, it's like make I'm rocking stop. back and forth. Like, don't make me go. And a seven year old got. He got on the train. And his parents didn't know the door shut. He got like trapped. With See, me. that's fucking and scary. I'm like, and they're like, Jesus. So I'm like, what do you do, man? Like, you need to use my phone. He's like, no, we have a plan for this. I get off the next <laughs> stop. Yeah, but you had a plan for because yeah, they walk they walk the six blocks of the stop. They probably meet almost at the same time because yeah. the trains are always delayed. <sighs> yeah, so New York sounds great. You remember yeah. that time you're in gonna, New York? You're gonna love it. Uh, yeah. If you're single, download Hinge and you'll have a blast. The last time I was in New York, that dude tried to fight me off the elevator. Yes, and I was like so right. Midwestern, just oblivious to it because we don't do you're, that. Like shit you here. look at him, you're like, what are you talking about? He was also like 90 pounds, mm-hmm. soaking wet. Tried like, to scoot. Like that's, by a guy who's just standing in the way. It was you like, try hey, to open. excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I said, excuse me. But even that's how you that's how you know it's a fake New Yorker because real New Yorkers don't have time for that. We'll just walk by and be like, I don't have any time to deal yeah. with this. Like, I need to get to where I want to be. I yeah. don't want to be here. I'll slap you on my way. And I'll go yeah. on the record. I would have killed that guy. Yes. Yeah. Those weight classes I are different. Him <laughs> to death. Yes. It would be like, like a gorilla a lion and a lion. fighting a gorilla. <laughs> it's exactly what it would have been exactly. like. Exactly. Li- you were the lion. No, he I was, was the, the gorilla. gorilla. I was the winner. That's our shit. It is, and it's fitting though, Connor. Usually when we get our just the tip guys, they say, you know, long time listener, first time caller. So Connor gets to head it out with us. First time just the tip, last time just the tip. Uh, so we do appreciate it. Like I said before, we are going to be here every week. You'll get Connor and Matt on the Wednesday show. You'll get me and Matt on the Friday show. And we are in the works to get a third show during the season. We have a lot of content to cover. We're going to be with you guys. Find us on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm at Mellow Esquire, at NFL Draft Scout, at Connor J. Rogers. Is there an underscore? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. So that's us. We'll be with you guys every week. I can't wait to get this season started, and I know these guys are ready to. Yeah, and follow at Stick to Football on Instagram because our intern Walker has yeah. been pumping out the highlight videos are highlight sick. videos yeah. left and right. So if you don't know anything about West Virginia, TCU, USC, you could be caught up in literally sixty seconds. Yep, get it's on there awesome. at Stick to Football. We've got tailgates planned. We've got a ton of fun ton things of coming down the pike this yeah. season. It is going to be a blast. So thank you for getting with us through the summer months, which were a little rowdy at times. We had fun, uh, and the bosses had to fly to Joplin. So, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a little different, but it's still going to be fun. We're still going to be the same, like, funny, crazy people we've always been, just uh, 
just a little differently. So it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you. Make sure you hop in that VR app, hop on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you are subscribed so you do get those shows every Wednesday and Friday morning.